yo, 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 yo. Ooh, do you hear the crystal clear quality of this professionally recorded podcast? It probably sounds like you're just whispering right into their ear. This Gil. is some NPR shit. This is Andy Catelli. Benjamin T. Walker. And this is the new and improved Boys Will Be Boys live from Oxnard, California, home of Dallas Cowboys training camp. Uh, the home of the Dallas Cowboys, let's just I mean, be we, honest. They, they own we this own this town. This, yeah, this is our town now. If you ever been to Oxnard, which this is our first experience out here, it's pretty much a tiny town surrounded with Dallas Cowboy banners. It's it's pretty lit, though. Like they have, we're, we're right by the beach. Yeah, um, humble brag. We're, right about, we're, about, we're about 10 minutes from training camp. Today was our first day. Um, I've never been to camp before, Ben. I think this is your first time as well. Yeah, yeah. We talked about it last time. Uh, I've... I don't think I ever went as a kid. I know I had like a bunch of swag from younger, but I think that was all my dad and uncles got me. So. Yeah, that makes sense. No, I mean, it, so far it's been an amazing experience. If uh, if anyone listening ever has the chance, I highly recommend uh, taking the chance to come out and check out a Dallas Cowboys training and camp. Most of our listeners are probably in sunny Texas right now, hot, warm Texas. What's the weather like here, Go? <sighs> it is honestly, I, I think this may be like perfect weather. It's like... Upper 60s, lower 70s, with no humidity. It's every time, and we've all we've all discussed this. Uh, ben and myself, and then our our illustrious producer Ryan McCoy, who is responsible for the crystal clear quality Shout of our audio. McCoy. Shout out Shady McCoy. Um, every time we we near like a door that's an external door, where we always step out expecting to be hit with that Texas heat wave, and it, we step into what feels like an air conditioned yeah. room <laughs> outside, and it's like kind of off putting. You're like, what? Oh. This is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's um, you can see why they come out here. But it's a it's a great place, and the town is really charming. It's a it is truly a small town America, like a beach town, um, with great food and really cool laid back people, and it's a great home for for Cowboys training camp. So um, we wanted to come out here this week, um, this weekend. We're covering a couple practices and the blue and white scrimmage, and we just wanted mm-hmm, to give mm-hmm. the boys will be boys listeners just a little deeper look into. Uh, training camp. Me and Ben have always followed training camp like everyone else has, like via Twitter, the random cell phone video, which we took plenty of horrible cell phone footage today, tried to put some up on the Instagram. It's so fun to do. (laughs) Um, And we got to see a lot of really cool stuff in practice. Um, And so what today we're going to try to do is just kind of walk through uh, what we saw, what our thoughts are, where we think what some you of this guys stuff wanted is. us to report exactly. back on. We do have the whole list of questions that we were asked uh, in our Reddit thread on our Cowboys. So shout out our, our Cowboys. We're going to update you guys on all those, and we'll try to touch on these throughout the weekend because obviously some of them are like, "How does Dak and uh, you know how do Dak and Amari look?" And that's not a question you can answer after one practice. But we'll try to update you guys as we go along. So. Ben, I guess let's just start with like general thoughts. Like, tell me your experience today at camp, and tell me what you came away with just on a general thoughts yeah, standpoint. Yeah, I'm gonna backtrack just a hair. Um, this is my first time ever in Cali, so it was cool just for me the experience flying into uh, LAX. We get out here, and uh, I know Andy, you've been out many times to San Fran, San Diego, but anyway, it's just cool. As soon as I got here, man, I was I was already pumped. I knew we were coming out to do so. Um, that part of me already had me really excited. I had no idea what it was like when we stepped in. Uh, me and Andy, despite being as like cool as we are with the team and like best friends with Dak and Zeke, like we did not have VIP passes right away. So we got there, and when we appeared at camp, we instantly 
realized we needed to uh, <laughs> we need to get on field up our access, game a little bit, which is classic Jerry. I will say this: there's two practice fields at camp. There's one that's close to the bleachers and one that is on the opposite side of the bleachers. And guess where the Cowboys practice? Well, if you want to sit in the bleachers, which are free, it's totally free. They are free. You can walk. Um, in. You can watch punting practice <laughs> rehab you can, you can watch rehab so the guys like with the the ropes on doing like high knees um sometimes Dak and the other qbs will come over there and stretch a little bit but for all actual game related action you're gonna have to go to the far field which is only accessible with the on-field passes which is a good master jerry just 35 bucks and then of course they have a giant mobile official dallas cowboys pro shop where you can buy any and all cowboys gear um, they've got your $40 hats, your $40 lanyard, your $40 way, koozie. A lot of you guys buy really ugly Dallas Cowboys hats. I just got that. Well, they, okay, that's true, but they make a lot of really ugly Dallas Cowboys hats. Why? Dude, I couldn't tell you. I, some of them are uh, atrocious. I did buy one today. I copped into a... Not the, uh, not the ugly one, though. You got a cool, oh, yeah, got no, a cool bucket I, hat. I got a badass one. I got a bucket hat. Uh, I went, I if went, you see a cool kid out there, uh, fellow, fellow media members, because we're media now. <laughs> Fellow media we, members, we Hollywood, we in Hollywood, yeah. we Hollywood. Then, uh, yeah, you see a kid in a white bucket hat with some stun of shades on. That's your boy. So, come and if you hello. see a guy like doing his best to pretend to be a coach, that's me. Um, Andy did look. Andy looked very like. Uh, what's the word? I'm I look like an intern for yeah. the team. Yeah, he's got like the tucked in polo with the visor going. I rocked a visor all day with a towel like tucked into my like, belt. Very preppy, super preppy. It like, was great. Uh, um, I it, it really it's been an amazing experience. We we've run into some really interesting folks. Like there's a lot of people out here who are there's a lot of locals who are Cowboys fans. Obviously, Cowboys being America's team, they've got fans everywhere. We saw some people that traveled all the way from Texas. Um, one of the cool, interesting treats was we walked in, and the first kind of station we walked by was defensive line, and we watched Rod got to watch Rod Marinelli. Yeah, like, Rod working, up close, working with the boys. guys, which was amazing. Like to see Rod and Sean like, Lee right in front of us, yeah. like literally maybe. Five yards in front of yeah. us. It was nice. to see Rod Marinelli, out. this like five foot eleven, eighty year old man, like just ripping into these giant human beings <laughs> about their technique on pass rush, and them being like so into it, like listening to every word he says is really cool. Um, but I right behind me, I see this guy filming with his phone, and I recognize the voice, and I turn around, and it's this dude that looks just like James Harden, Jerry Jones. <laughs> I wish that'd be cool. Um, it was actually a very prominent Cowboys YouTuber, Vok Lombardi, um, who some people listening to this from Reddit or any other Cowboys blogs, you might recognize that name. He does a lot of really amazing Cowboys and other NFL breakdowns. Um, super, super high level football knowledge guy. Um, and so just to see him kind of doing the live thing, like I'd hear him doing his little like commentary over the over the videos, and of course I had to fanboy a little bit and. Say what's up to him. He was uh, super cool. It it's was. Networking. He was super cool. Um, he's clearly like, super plugged in. I was gonna in, say dude. the thing you can tell the difference is like us is we're getting there, like getting our bearings, trying to figure out, and he's like dapping up the security guards. He knows. He knows like, like the trainers. <laughs> he knows like the grounds crew people that and like, he's got, like his, live in Oxnard. We're like, like we're sitting here filming like with our phones, just like grainy footage as best we can. He's got like the little stick cam stretched out and like making. Oh yeah, calm. he had oh, all he, the he had all the gear, uh, and he has like just those little like. Like little sayings that you can only get from years of doing this. Like, he uh, at one point, um, a play got blown up in the backfield, and he goes, "Let me tell you." And he's he's talking to the camera. He goes, "Let me tell you something. If you see Malik Collins come through the line, you fold like a wallet too." And I was just like, <laughs> "Oh, that is 
awesome. <laughs> like, so, dude, shout out if Vok, if you ever hear this, man, shout out, dude. It was super awesome to see you. Please continue putting out amazing content. We're trying to do our own little thing over here. So, yeah. But we he saw. He told us to live well. He did. We're living well. Super good guy. So, um, but yeah, we got to see. We started with defensive line. We worked our way over to offensive line. Um, hoping to see kind of you know what's the status on Frederick and. Um, unfortunately, Frederick was not in pads today. He was doing his uh, a veteran a day. A couple things of note. Um, yeah, so we're looking at O line, and right away you see Tyron. You can see Lael because he just stands out. He's maybe the biggest dude on that line. Do Tyron so? just looks like, and he like Lael's definitely the largest looking guy. Tyron is weird because he's looks completely like proportional. Like, yeah. yeah, he looks like he just took like a really jacked athlete <laughs> and then took grabbed like the corner of the box and just like dragged it. And like it, he just when got you're, way when bigger. When you're 12 years old and you made a Madden guy and you're like, I'm gonna make a running back seven feet tall. Yeah, that's with that's Max Street mask. He's abs, like chiseled. Like, he has yeah. like definition at 300 pounds. It's crazy. So they were um, out there. We did but not, a couple people who weren't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Frederick was not out there. So we can't report on him. I think just which is, is smart. Day I think off. yeah. I think they're. From everything I've read and seen, they're just taking it slow. With uh, McGovern was on the side. He's rehabbing an injury. He mm-hmm. looked, he was in pads, so I, I don't think he's far. He was away, doing pretty active rehab work. He wasn't like on the sideline uh, stretching. He was doing high knees and, and stuff. And then the big one that came out today, and if you're listening, was Zach Martin was absent, and yeah. apparently he's been suffering back spasms, and he got an MRI today as of right now, which is like 10 p.m. local time in Cali. Uh, he has not. We haven't heard the results of those. I'm hoping it's It's nothing. actually 8 p.m. in Cali. Your computer clock uh, is set yeah. to Dallas. Okay, yeah, blame. Well, I was wondering why I was so light out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, 10 p.m. Uh, your time, uh, Yeah, 8 p.m. Uh, here in Cali. I'm still thrown off. Um, but no, uh, Martin wasn't out there. Uh, I guess, like I said, he's getting an MRI on his back, so everyone crossed fingers there that it's something minor. This just It has shades of last year when it was like, oh, yeah, like Frederick's – He's okay. Money. He's gonna get it. He's gonna get some tests done. They think it's like, oh, uh, they think he's got a stinger. It should be fine. And then, lo and behold, it came out to be GBS, which obviously horrific, very scary thing. Yeah. I don't think that's gonna be the same thing with Martin. Knock on wood. God, we but, hope not. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we'll keep an eye on that going forward in camp. Um. And then we worked our way past defensive line to the far side of the field where, uh, the skill position guys were working. So this is normally like. So they call this, I guess, compete drills. Yeah, and so you'll see, like, on one side of the field is, like, the secondary, the linebackers doing their thing, and then, uh, like, receivers, running backs, tight ends, and quarterbacks, and then every once in a while they'll oh, yeah, switch up and do part, yeah. kind of drills where they're doing, like, 7-on-7, seven 11-on-11, seven, 11 11, um, and normally operating in, like, the three different units. So it'll be, like, first team, you got, like, Dak, Amari, Michael Gallup, Cobb. Jason Witten, um, yeah, Witten running with the ones. Darius right now, Jackson but, uh, getting the getting the number one reps at running back right yep, now with the absence yep. of Zeke Elliott. That was interesting. Um, saw a couple Pollard carries as well, uh, and then the second unit currently being led by Cooper Rush. So I guess as it stands today, Cooper Rush is the backup quarterback, it would and then seem to Mike be. White leading the third. I unit. imagine preseason games will play a larger role into that yeah, than practice. But um, yeah, so that's how it was. So they were just kind of running drills. Uh, my quick note on that, Andy, that I liked the most was. Um, uh, we saw a couple bunch formations, some movement. That was a lot yeah, of we, we, movement. Me and you got instantly very excited about this. So they lined up, and Kellen is out Which there. Which is not a revolutionary thing, but it's just so weird in our offense to see pre-snap movement like Kellen this. Kellen was out there. Kellen Moore, the new offensive coordinator, was out there kind Boy of genius. Yeah, directing traffic, um, calling the plays. And one of the first plays we saw was our all three top receivers, Cobb, uh, Gallup, and Amari, line up in a bunch formation to the left side of the formation. And then 
Dak calls calls a, a play or you know makes a a, ca- a snap count and Amari motions away from that bunch and then takes off in the slot and that left a him crossing the field and crossing the formation confused the defense enough to leave Jason Witten wide open up the seam, the seam. and I'm Dak hit a beautiful seam route yeah still, hit a man. beautiful seam route to Witten for a touchdown um, and so we'll we'll get into more of the specifics of like. You know what did we see all day from from Dak and from the other guys? But for the first like possession that we watched of offense, it was very exciting to see everything that we kind of wished we had seen last yeah. year. Just and you don't want to jump too quickly in, like drink the Kool Aid. But me and Andy, I'm not saying we're drinking it, but I'm saying the cup is filled in front of us right now. Yeah. So to watch uh, to watch them use their weapons just a little more creatively to see pre snap motion, to see more creative formations like the bunch formation. Um, and to see the guys being moved around, we saw a lot of formations where Gallup was on the outside and Amari was Amari in the slot. Amari was in the slot a bunch today. I um, found that interesting. But, I don't remember that much last year. But don't let that make you think that the offense just dominated. Today was probably, I would say, yeah. overall a win wanna, for the defense. Yeah, I want to pause it keep going a little break. So after that, so like I said, their offense is kind of running. There's really no defense here at the point. And then they start doing what I was trying to say earlier, compete drills, where they start getting like basically Dax there and they have two wide receivers and two corners yeah. or one wide receiver one corner and it's basically just mono mono and that's where one particular player shine goat i'll go ahead and, and give it to you because you were you were in love today with the guy that you lord lord knows that i am a giant michael gallup stan and have been <laughs> since the day he was drafted um he ran away from fools today michael gallup looks like he has taken a tremendous step forward as a football player um and and on just about every aspect he looked Incredibly polished in route running, which was a strength of his he coming out. Faster than I but today, he was man. making breaks that were leaving starting cornerbacks on this team who normally do not have trouble staying with anyone. He was leaving himself with five yard cushion. He was snatching balls out of air that were contested, um, and he had a couple just insane over the shoulder one handed catches. Um, I'm not going to say it was like Des Bryant type stuff, but it but was definitely baby, baby Des. Baby Des. It was definitely Baby Des. Do you think Des. there's any chance we can get the entire field to chant Baby Des? By the end <sighs> I, of think, the I think that has to be the mission. I, yeah. can't, can't I yelled Baby alone. Des once, and I got a look today. I think it was a look of approval. So Gallup looks so incredible. That's my goal. That's um, my whole goal. There was a, but we had we saw some really great battles between the secondary and the receiver core. Uh, yeah, like I said, it wasn't all corners when he, he shot uh, – Flash the most was Gallup, but uh, defense, you see anyone. For me, I'm going, Ant Brown was nice today, man. Very nice. Ant Brown made a couple pickups or uh, knockdowns where I was just like, okay, he he's playing in the slot, man. Jalen looked exceptional to me today. Yeah, um, your boy. Jalen broke up a couple passes to Witten and to uh, Schultz and to um, Blake Jarwin that probably should have been caught and the ball was in the right place, and these guys were in position, but Jalen just has closing speed and a physicality to his game that makes it really difficult to catch balls where he's in the vicinity. Um, and when he's on the pass rush, he's just a bull. It's tough to deal with him. Even a lineman who outweighs him by 50 pounds, just the the pure kinetic energy that D- Jalen brings to the pass rush is, is truly incredible to watch. I mean, he's next to LVE. Like, there were a couple plays where, like, 
the play. Yeah, it's fun the, watching them out there. The the secondary would have too good a blanket coverage on the downfield receivers, so the quarterback, whoever that would be at the time, would try to dump it down to like a tight end or something, and you'd instantly see Jalen and LVE swarm to the ball, and you just got hands just flying all over this receiver. And then you can see there's almost like a panic to them because it's just like freakish athlete and insanely polished high-end tight linebackers just all over them in a millisecond. It makes it really hard to gain any ground after the catch. Yeah, they look good. They were, like I said, on the other side of the field for a bunch of it. Do you see um, anyone that had a tough day on the second in the secondary? That's interesting. No. I, I There were a couple of plays where I thought Jordan Lewis yeah, had, he had some Yeah, he fell once on Cobb, but... Cobb well, ran a hell of a route on it. He had time. one that I really liked. But he liked. blew up so, a, a Cobb screen. Yeah, so I want to so go this. Like so later they, they were doing that. Then they kind of moved to seven-on-sevens. And they were doing seven-on-seven. And they ran this little motion screen, which, dude, I swear to God, I do not like this play. But we'll see if it works. There's a couple day. plays that remain in the Cowboys playbook. They the look Jemais, The Jemais Olawali wheel route pass. Okay, that, that was at I've least never a one-on-one pass. Never a, seen caught ever. Let's talk about that. Awale a got this... Uh, this streak wheel route, you know, just one on one runs by. I don't even know some backup linebacker. I can't even remember who it was. Dak missed him by three, four yards. A couple yeah. of deep. I mean, Dak had a Dak had a very Dak day, and man. That's, I mean, that's, that's what I want to bring up is. So I think a lot of the questions that we're gonna with this training camp in, in any Cowboys training camp, it's always how does the quarterback look, especially when sure, it comes to Dak Prescott. Sure. Um, it was interesting. There were plays where I was incredibly impressed with Dak. The some of the throws to Gallup, some of the throws to Amari, um, the seam to Witten. Nice yeah, he Witten had some. Had really he had some tremendous tosses. But there were also these. It's it's just like what we saw last year, where it's like there's a play where he squeezes the ball into a tight window, like a a, a truly top tier QB, and you're so impressed. And he, and then there's another. Then in the very next play, he'll get a guy three, four yards wide open and just toss it over him. Yeah, the all the wall lay one is a little weird because I don't think we'll ever really have the fullback running a go, so that could have been a little on him. But at the same time, this is a one-on-one drill. Like It's yeah. not like he's got any pressure. He can sit there and take as long as he needs to make this throw. There's no one there, and he missed by. I mean, it wasn't close. I, I will say this about Dak. So, the, the one thing that I but really But that was one like, throw all day. We're literally, I mean, man. We're, we're nitpicking. Yeah. I will say this about Dak. From an overall, just like you, my impression of watching Dak Prescott up close, live, yeah, he is a he has a tremendous command presence. The guys listen to him. He is incredibly calm and collected in the pocket, even under pressure, even when he's scrambling. He does not look panicked. His eyes remain downfield. He makes the right reads on situations, uh, and I think that what I like the most is that. He's clearly implementing kind of new pieces to the offense along with Kellen, and Dak is right there in command with this. So even when the first team is out and Rush or Mike White is in the quarterback spot, Dak is standing away from the rest of the team, basically between the drill and the team, like five feet closer to Rush, calling in things to him like, hey, make sure you see this linebacker. Make sure you watch these guys. Hey, pull this receiver over here. He's still in command of the offense, even when he's not the guy pulling the trigger for that particular play. Um, so, you know, it's never been a complaint against Dak Prescott that he wasn't a good leader. That's been, like, one of the highlights of him is that he's tremendous That's why intangibles. That's about paying him is he's, yeah. he's arguably in that t- 10, I'll be, I'll be generous, that 10 to 16, 17, 18 range. Yeah. On a good day's 10, but his... 
His leadership. I mean, what are the, the intangibles? He does. He does and, have them. Man. And he completed. I'll steal. Uh, I'll steal a stat that we heard from our our very good friend, close personal friend, David Hellman. Yeah, we'll um, be close personal. Seventy percent completions so far in seven on seven and eleven on eleven drills. You can't really complain about seventy yeah. percent completions. It's a tremendous no. number. Um, Any in the two minute drills in the high pressure situations, there are plays where he probably doesn't have any business making a play because the defense just gets that kind of penetration, especially with backups in there. Defense we don't have Frederick. two-minute drill. That with no Frederick and no Martin in there, Dak had guys in his face immediately, and he still managed to make some plays. There were plays that he did not make. Um, and again, you're missing Zeke Elliott. Like, two-minute drill is my favorite. It's the very end of the day, how they ended. Um, they bring out it, the play clocks. They like, bring out the play clock. Um, they basically simulate an actual two-minute drill. Offense got, I think, one first down both times we saw it, then got stopped, and I saw Maher miss the and last then field missed goal. field goals. Yeah, was, I don't know how far it was. To be fair, it could have been fifty-three, fifty, but it was. But what concerned me? Short. Well, that was what I was going to say. <laughs> if he misses left to right, it's kind of like okay. He's coming up way short on these, which really <laughs> concerns me. Yeah, uh, you know the wind. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. Um, but um, yeah, overall. Um, there were some guys that had just really, really top-tier days, Michael Gallup being the one that stood out the most to me. Um, Dak, uh, good overall, but inconsistent at times. I think Dak, I worry because, not worry, I think the thought is he's heading into, what, his fourth full season. Yep. You expect a quarterback of his age to also get better, so you're paying him for what he's done, which has been very good on paper, especially. But remember, like Tony, you're paying t- him to get better. It, when Dak Dak is six games away from being where Tony Romo was when he started playing the quarterback position, like Dak is incredibly early in his quarterbacking years as far as what we've seen in the past. Yeah, I mean, a lot yeah, of guys take Romo, their leap, but a lot of guys are starting like. Year one. Sure, but I mean, even look at Russell Wilson. Like Russell Wilson was the immediate starter. He was thought of a game manager. Exactly. He was thought of like Dak and, is and, not. And him. really, in his fourth year, is really when they were people started to be like, "Wow, like Russell Wilson has taken that step. He is now the guy." I'm not saying that's going to happen with Dak, um, but he has a lot of the skills and a lot of the things that are difficult to develop in a quarterback. Now we just need to work on kind of the mechanical aspects of his game that people still have trouble with. I will say. I thought his footwork looked a lot better today than I've seen in the past. He didn't get happy feet, which has been a problem with him. Um, he was over on he didn't on, scramble at all today. Not really. No, there was one where he scrambled out, hit Amari. It was a good play. Um, but they had a nice bootleg to touchdown. That was he, nice. He did. There's there's been he's working really closely with Kitna whenever he's not in drills, like keeping his feet. I didn't catch Kitna today. I, I saw him a couple times when he, they were yeah. on the closer field to the the bleachers. They were working kind of one on one. Yeah. Um, but I there's a there was a couple plays where Dak he hit Mike Weber going into the end zone for a great diving Crazy, touchdown yeah. catch. He had a nice one handed catch to Witten for a TD. Nice one handed catch to Gallup. I mean, these are difficult Jay tight Johnson, window throws. Maybe? That is the other thing is I'll say that there's some guys that the average fan probably doesn't know their name who they flashed a little bit. Out of training camp. True. So we only see them here, which is fun to see because these are guys we only get to see like a couple possessions in preseason yeah. and we base our appearance on them, but you actually get to see them working out with the team. To see John Vea Johnson, to see Jalen Guyton, like these are guys that you may never hear their name in a real game. But I know, but you get to see them here and it's it's fun watching them compete and make the team, even if they 
that wide receiver is so stocked through the first four. So it's tough there. Defensive line is really, really stacked, but there's still guys making headway. Um, Daniel Weiss is a guy that has is on a lot of people's radars and he continued to impress today. Um, I know that you know there's there's a big quote earlier this week where Rod Marinelli said that. Uh, Tristan Hill was in the caboose as far as the train leaving the station, and he was today said to not be the caboose yeah. anymore. Um, we Who's saw ninety-five. Who's wearing Irving's number? I, I was actually going to nice look play. that up because yeah, he was actually he actually was playing really really well. Um, I've actually got it right here. Okay. Stand by. That's Stand how you know by. we're doing Stand it live, by. folks. That's Christian Covington. Okay, who a lot of say, people who a lot of people play. like. A lot of people like that guy. And he's got David Irving's number, so he's got a lot to live up um, to. The big one we didn't see this live, Andy, but uh that was kind of going around the uh the the channels was uh Connor <laughs> Williams getting blown the fuck up in a one on one group. Yeah. Literally getting punished. Yeah, and then and I believe that was with Malik Collins. Yeah, Malik Collins. Uh, sorry, who, I was trying to find who. And it was. I'll yeah. say this, Malik man. Collins. Literally, if you find it's probably going around uh, Twitter right now, or or if you follow any of those those guys that that are out there, um, I can even retweet one if you want. But basically, he just gets he just gets run over like a bulldozer. But he looks so big, go. He is, hell, man. The. Uh, the love that he's gotten for his increase in size is admirable, but he clearly still has some work to do. I think the T-Rex arms situation is still a problem. Um, but I'll say this, and to, to quote the great Vauk Lombardi, if you got bull rushed by Malik Collins, you'd fold like a wallet too. Um, mm-hmm. Malik Collins is probably the best defensive tackle currently on this team. Um, and when he's healthy, he said. I didn't see much had, Crawford today. Did he have a no, I, I didn't. I didn't really catch much of him. He might just not flash. I mean, yeah. We were really only there. Two hours of the uh, the thing about it is that when the last couple seasons, like Malik Collins, I think had five or six sacks as a rookie at DT, Um, and then he was hurt. Then he's yeah, he's had a broken foot like a couple off seasons in a row. Um, The word around is that he really put in the work this off season. He was there. He was posting a bunch on social media of him like doing all this work in the sand, running up dunes, like. Just really getting after it. And he is a bull when he gets in there, man. He is a dog. So it's not too surprising that Connor would feel the wrath of that at one point. Um, Daniel Weiss beat Tyron Smith today in a one-on-one. So some guy, sometimes guys win. You say um, Dorrance Armstrong did it apparently yesterday if you saw those videos floating around. I am a little – I'm still – I'm just concerned about Connor because he's kind of been like anointed as the starting left guard. Um, and he had troubles last year, both with penalties and with getting beat in inopportune moments. Well, left guard, we did the breakdown a little bit ago or on a few pods, but basically if you looked at the sacks that the Cowboys gave up, an alarming number were from the interior position, especially left guard. I mean, Martin was fine as right guard, but center and left guard, especially left guard, was a and And obviously part of that is that when you have Joe Looney in there instead of Travis Frederick, yeah, Looney, Looney did a great job, especially as a backup. As a fill-in, yeah, for sure. But when you have Travis Frederick in there, he's not only doing his job, he can assist if there's an issue with the left tackle, and Joe Looney's really just going to be able to do his job. Um, and that's not a knock on Joe. That's just Travis Frederick's a special player. Um, and so maybe the return of Frederick will help in the development of and the continued rise of Connor Williams, but the kid's just got work to do right now. Yeah. He does, so I'm keeping an eye on that because I am not in the Connor Williams camp. 
consider me unimpressed at, as as we sit. So um, obviously McGovern not being healthy, not pushing for that. I think Williams is going to get plenty of first team reps probably throughout the preseason. Definitely. But, um, yeah, he he didn't have a great day. Malik had a great day. Anyone we haven't talked about goat that you want to give a mention to? Um, I think we so covered we, most of our most of the big highlights and the people that I think any really splashed. Second, third team level that flashed or didn't flash. We saw a lot of Tavon playing with second team today. Um, he looks like he's healthy anyway. You mentioned uh, Javaya Johnson. Javaya Johnson. Yeah. Um, definitely it. had some plays. Cedric Wilson had some plays. Um, the running backs are just kind of a, a pick at this point. Yeah, like, I can't really tell the difference. I will say Mike Weber had a couple plays I was impressed with. Yeah. He can cut in the hole really I'll well, and for, he can catch pretty well, too. He's just kind of baby Zeke. Like, yeah, I would say for everything I read coming in, I was expecting to see more Pollard, and he really, today, he just didn't flash. No, I'm not saying he's bad, I saw one. I saw one play where I really noticed really he was in. Yeah. Um, and he did a really good job on that play. He got an extra, like, six or seven yards that he probably should have lost, but... Um, yeah, he's and I and I I don't know if that's because Pollard just isn't there yet, or like so he really just isn't <laughs> it's getting a couple the, hours. Yeah, yet, and so. and he just he's also just not getting the reps. They're not like with Zeke out, they're not making him the backup running back. That's not what we're yeah, seeing. It's right not now. Madden where you're seeing Jared, your RB one goes down, your RB two takes every. Single we're seeing down. Darius Jackson a lot. We're seeing Mike Weber a lot. We're seeing Jameez Olawali a lot. Um, so we'll see. We're going to continue to watch the. Saw some alf mode too, just a little bit. Yeah, uh, especially with first team when Dak's in there, um, they like having Alfred in there. Um, weird to see him wearing twenty three. Not used yeah. to that yet. Um, Darius Jackson did, or Mike Weber did have a nice run at one point, broke through, and they blew the whistle dead. But then, uh, Kayvon Frazier, who we didn't talk about, had a couple plays today. He made some pops, man, and he stripped. Uh, he stripped it. It was after the whistle, but it was still nice to see because they were still competing at that point. Yeah. And he just knocked the ball straight out of his hands and picked it up. One, uh, cool. maybe not like a huge splash player, but Michael Jackson had himself a little bit of a day. Saw him a couple times as well. So I like that kid from the, you know me, I love my U boys. I do. I do um, know that. But that said, that's a, man, that corner's tough to That's spot. a tough one. I mean, and even though he's getting a lot of reps, I'll say this because Byron. That's what out. I was going to say is you got they got to max out that. these opportunities with Byron gone, just like these guys on the D-line need to make hay while – because we didn't see Quinn today, and we no. didn't see yeah, no, Robert Quinn today. Demarcus Lawrence. So with both of the starting DNs out and Randy Gregory still Randy Gregorying, these guys need to make hay while the sun is shining for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is that's why you kind of would have wished the offense had a better day. I would think, but at the same time, the offense is missing no linemen, so yeah, we'll see. Do you want to uh, answer some of these Reddit questions? Yeah, let's jump into cool. it. Cool. So, guys, uh, we put up a thread on Reddit, letting everyone in our Cowboys. We're we're both pretty pretty regular lurkers and posters on our Cowboys. I'm I'm definitely guilty of having a a couple maybe we make fun heated of arguments. a lot of your comments, but we appreciate them. <laughs> But we put up a we put up a thread saying, "Hey, like we're gonna be at camp. We love our Cowboys. You know, what do you guys want to have? What do you guys want to see at camp? Let us be your eyes and ears." And we have, we got a bunch of really cool responses, and people wanted to see what was going on at camp. Um, so these are just a list of the things. So Ben, I'll just go down this list, and we can just kind of respond to each one. Mm-hmm. Okay, first up, the Dak Gallup connection. Um, I think we kind of touched on this quite a bit, but good man, looks I mean, great. If we're going to grade, or you want to do that, it was it was an A today. Yeah, it was nice. As far as we saw in these two hours, um, no drops, and he hit 
Gallup in some difficult windows and going down the field several times. Man, so nice snag on my boy Cheeto too. Stupid nice dude. So Gallup and Dak look good. Uh, Cedric Wilson stepping up in the place of Hearns. Um, I wouldn't say that Cedric has has slotted into that place. Um, he he tended to run with the second and third team in wide receivers. Even in compete drills, I didn't. To me, he just didn't stand out one way or the other. He didn't I saw have him a make bad one. Day. I saw him make one nice catch where he kind of like. He, he, he made a double game. move, making the corner think he was going deep. He pulled up short, took the ball, and crossed over the middle and made a good play. And yeah, I remember one time touchdown. I asked who was that because we had to look up the number, and we realized it was Cedric. I was like, oh, that was a nice play. And then other than that, I'd, I'd never even noticed him. So so we'll continue to monitor. Obviously, with how the wide receiver room is so stacked right now and We're how they're kind of shuffling. for really wide receiver four, maybe five. Yeah, and so I can't imagine they're going to keep six or seven things. well you know right now they're keeping three tight ends maybe four with rico ben oh do we should we touch on let me let me let me see is there a, okay there is there is, is there any rico there, question? there is a rico question please tell me there's here's a rico question we'll get to that um how does Tra- travis frederick look in pads and taking contact uh, we didn't get to see it today uh he's on veterans day um didn't hear anything though so like even the people around us like we had some pretty knowledgeable fans there and yeah we're um, eavesdropping on them and and there's there's no word that he's having any setbacks they're just Taking it really, yeah, really safe. Um, how Dak's passing look, in particular, is leading his receivers and hitting in stride. Um, this was kind of bag? mixed bag. Yeah, we saw, we did see some some very good uh, longer and intermediate throws, throws on the run. Um, Dak throwing into tight windows. Dak throwing into where a receiver was going to be instead yeah. of trying to hit him in the chest. And then we saw a couple overthrows, and then, and then he had one or two. He had one on Gallup. Gallup made the snag, but. Jordan Lewis was chasing Gallup, and luckily Gallup had a lot of space because that ball was well behind Gallup. It was late, yeah. So, I mean, um, mixed bag. Mixed bag with Dak today. Mixed bag, but I will say... I'll say I think it's less than before. It's I still, will it's still say an issue. I need to see more. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, how Connor Williams looks at left guard, and if he takes any snaps at right tackle as well. We didn't see Connor take any snaps at right tackle. No. Um, but at left guard, um, he, he didn't tend to seem to be the issue most of the time, but he did get he did get beat pretty bad in some compete drills going against the first team guys. Like I said, the one time I really, really noticed him was he literally got, well, I noticed it later. We didn't see it live, but he got smushed by Malik Collins. Yeah, and but Malik was was Malik be- had a good day. He was beasting. He out probably there had the best day out on the defensive side. When we were watching the D line drills, um, the two guys, I'll say the three. Malik was the first one we noticed. So we get to camp, right? We told you the first thing we see is D line drills. Malik, Tristan Hill, and Christian Covington yeah, all so looked see, really good. We saw in like drills. five, six people go, and the first one that made me turn my head to Andy was like, "Was that Malik?" Because that was nice. he was moving. He was moving. Um, how Gallup and Cobb look with Dak on chemistry and timing. Um, definitely Cobb is being used in a very similar fashion to the way he was used in Green Bay. We're seeing a lot of those bubble screens. Um, trying. They're, they're replacing some of the plays that were more tight end focused in Linehan's offense with Cobb or slot receivers, a lot of drags over the middle. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see him run the same, and I kind of thought this already, if we're smart, he's not going to run the same exact routes Beasley ran. Beasley was the master of that little double move, that little four or five yard in to out, out to in. I mean, that's how Beasley shook people. He'd get open. That little slant. Cobb is, I mean, if you watched him in Green Bay, they ran bubble screens to him all day. Yeah. Little screens, bubble screens, drags, and but we Dak, saw one or two of those. Dak today. definitely looks 
to Cobb and definitely looks at Gallup well, as, ones as prime. Yeah. Lead, so. Dak looks at Gallup and Cobb as primary receiver options right up there with Amari. Yeah. Um, he, and he does, I do think that given what we saw last year, his chemistry with Gallup has significantly improved. He was hitting, so. he was hitting well, I know bigger you were, plays. You're to, sore because you think Gallup could have had a great I do think he could have had a, a really year. special rookie year and the lack of chemistry with okay. Dak on the long ball hurt that. But So that that seems to be, he's at least, uh, that's at least developing. Um, we're going to keep an eye on that one for sure as we go into tomorrow and Sunday. What the hell is the real story on our tight end situation? Is it Witten by and large, or are Jarwin, Schultz, and even Rico finally going to step up and start taking this position? Is that over? the only Rico question we got? That is the only Rico question. Okay. Thank God, guys, because I'm going to tell you right now he's done. He well, it's, he, all, it's, all, it's all the tight ends. So let's let's go. So you want to go tight ends? Lot of, go Rico. Lot, yeah, a lot of Witten. Um, I think Witten primarily ran. Witten looks ones. good, and Witten looks good. Witten actually looked great today. I won't say good. He had a nasty one-handed catch that's going around, too. Actually, ESPN retweeted it, I saw. Yeah. David Moore, nice filming. Blake Jarwin continues to impress. Very smooth, fluid runner. Made some great catches. Turns up field very fluidly. His hips turn easily. It's it's a committee. It's a committee. Um, Schultz looked fine. He had a really nice block was the only thing I actually Um. really noticed today. On a, a so I'd say it's Witten. Witten is definitely the one. Witten's the one. Jarwin's the two. Schultz probably the three. Um, we but, saw one rep with Rico. Yeah, he ran one, and you would think you would think Des Bryant just came out of retirement and caught a ball. And dude, the love this guy gets. <laughs> I was trying. I was explaining this to Ben earlier. <laughs> the the tone is so different. Like when when Dak is out there or some other big player, people are like, "Let's go, Dak!" Or like, "Nice hey, throw, QB. nice throw, QB." When Rico is out there, it's like everyone turns into Rico's mom. They're like, "You can do it, Rico. We believe in you." You're just like, "What?" Like, what is this guy He's done? The most, it's so odd the fascination. I thought he was hurt, so I will I will apologize to fans. When we did our preview pod just a couple maybe days every, ago, if everyone would listen to Rico's rap mixtape, he would have fewer fans. I don't know how he has <laughs> He has more fans than he has caught balls like by you, let me ask you this. One. Let me ask you this. Do you think that he's got a fan in Will McClay? <sighs> That's a good question. I think he's on Because, I mean, you got it. I mean, he's been. He's got a lot more rope than a lot of guys. I mean. I thought he was cut last year when they caught him with weed the day before cut day. And he amazing. still made the team. <laughs> Smoking weed in his car. Like. Apparently, uh, the video camera was like on a park bench. Not that that makes it any better. Tight. <laughs> Brilliant. In Frisco. So like, dude, don't you have a house? Like, <laughs> Right? What are you, like, is your mom going to find your weed in your room if you stay home and smoke like a normal person? Like, uh, this guy. <laughs> the decision making there and just his reaction this offseason has really told me everything I need. <laughs> the deck, the no invite, huh? <laughs> yeah, they already predetermined the depth chart. Like, yeah, yeah, well, you know what, dude? Like, you know what, he's he's number four. I'll say this. I'll say this. He will... He's huge. He is an enormous human being. He's a big man. Um, You know, he, he had one catch today, and like I said, everyone exploded during it. Like, it was the craziest catch ever. It was pretty routine. So, uh, to answer that polar or that, that Reddit user's question... It's so far from what we've seen tied in by committee. A little Witten than I more Witten than I thought, which makes me a little nervous because I wanted to see more Jarwin. But Witten had a great day. So I obviously Kellen Moore is not getting the memo that this is the Blake Jarwin, Jarwin era. era. Jesus, Starwin Darwin, bring him out. The Darwin theory, dude. Uh, but yeah, Rico still exists, so we will continue to update 
<laughs> Rico watch will continue <laughs> into the second day of training camp. Rico lives, man. It's like a. Uh, I don't even know. I was gonna use a horror movie reference where you keep thinking the guy dies and then just keeps being brought keeps back. Keeps coming to life. back. That's Rico. Okay, Kellen Moore scheme. Everything you can tell us. Um, we touched on it a little bit. Um, wasn't a whole lot that we saw. The, in play, the 11 the 11, plays but are the, a little are familiar, but, but, but we saw some bunch formation, which we didn't see any bunch last year. I liked, and we saw some pre snap movement, which I really enjoy, and switching up where guys were. So we saw we saw a lot of like bunch formation Amari with pre snap motion, slot. moving Amari into the slot, moving Gallup to the outside, having Gallup and Amari on the same side having of the Darius field, Jackson but in come odd out formations. of the backfield and then line up with the receivers during the play. Like, yeah, they're they're he's doing more. I don't. See, we weren't at training camp, so I can't say if Scott ever did this in training camp and it just never made it to actual game day. But it looks more creative from a very quick view. Yeah, and I would love to see... It'll be interesting once we get to like the third preseason game and he's using... He has all his pieces, and it's like, okay, if if Prey and Zeke is on the field, the full line is there. What yeah. does this stuff look like with all the guys? I'll say that it was... When when the first team was out there and Amari and Gallup were there, they were used creatively. There was pre snap motion and Dak was effective at moving the ball. He brought the the man number twenty one. Do we want any Z comments? Do we need? I mean, the only thing I can say is you know last night we had the the now notorious quote from Jerry. When have I ever not gotten one done? And that's what I'm taking from it is. This is Jerry Jones. It's a Dallas Cowboys. Yes, it'll get done. I agree. I'm not worried yet. I told you. I'm not worried until it's the Sunday before September 3rd. Uh, if he reports literally the last day, I'm fine almost. I just want him out there because I think he leads the least to get going. But they also came out and said they're Jane Slater report. They're miles apart on everything. So well, that was what they used. They're not close on anything, and negotiations are at a standstill. But at the same time, I mean, you there's plenty of people reporting on this. I think it's getting the most attention of anything at all happening in camp. So, and just as when a, we hear about it, you'll hear a, our reaction. As to a it. note to Jerry and and Stephen, if you guys need to just go down to Cabo, we can do this. Yeah, and Zeke, man, um, fire up you, the jet. If you want us to to come roll through, man, we we've uh, yeah, we're a neutral party, dude. We love the team, but we love Zeke too. So, like, we yeah, just man. want what's best for everyone. Yeah, man, we can just sit there and be your yes you're man. Switzerland, dude. Straight I'll be your up. yes man, straight Hell up. Hell yeah. You want to tell me you're better than Emmett Smith? I will. I will go to the. I will go to the mattresses, man. Hell yeah. I'll be that. I'll be that sounding board for you. So that's that's where we stand with that. Uh, how sick does our front seven look? Are we putting pressure on the QB consistently? Today, yes. Hell yes. Um, the linebackers bringing pressure has been very hard for the the backups that are on the offensive line currently and the quarterbacks and running backs to deal with. Um, even with Tank and Quinn not out there, the line is getting significant so push. These are always two part questions. Is it the D line playing well or O line struggles? Or do they just happen to that will always coincide with each other? If the D line's playing well, it's obviously the O line's not. Or you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Do you think it was more D line playing well, or I thought today, they were taking advantage of some piss poor O line. I thought the I thought the the O line brought their B game and the D line brought their A game. Okay, so it's a little bit of both, but I do think the D line looked and the linebackers looked nasty today, and I'm very excited to see what they I'm do. Excited week to see one one on ones Eli tomorrow Manning. too, man. Yeah, tomorrow should be really cool. Hopefully, we can see uh, a little more solidified version of the first team on offense. Um, 
is Tristan Hill ready to start or is he too raw? Um, Too raw. raw And I'll say this. I I don't think it's necessarily. Well, I can't say that right here, but we didn't. I didn't see anything today from Didn't see anything that would make me think he can start immediately. I'll also say that that's. It's also kind of a good thing because it means that the other guys that are in front of him are very good. Like we said, Malik Collins is a wrecking one man, man wrecking well, okay. crew right now. So another thing about Malik, Malik's in his fourth year. He's in his contract year. A lot of D linemen, if you look at some analytics, have peaked in their third, fourth season. Yep, that's when they come alive. Just they get that physically built. They hit it, and Malik's healthy, and he's being pushed now by the fact that we just drafted. Potentially his, his replacement. replacement. Yeah. Although I think it's probably going to wind up being Tyrone Crawford's replacement when Tyrone Crawford comes off the books next year, which is something we can touch on as as we move. But um, Malik had a beautiful day, so I don't see I don't see Tristan Hill starting over him as of what I saw today. Yeah, I agree. Um, are safeties and corners playing well enough, or are they deal? Are we dealing with a true liability with our current roster? One, hard to tell with no Byron in there, but they played the secondary covered very well today. We didn't really see too but much okay, Xavier and I Heath. I would say whoever was on Gallup today got burned a few times. Lewis, yeah. Lewis. I say Ann Brown had a good day. Cheeto, <laughs> dude, he's so my boy, and I'm so rooting for Cheeto. Can we talk about the headbutt? He had a tough day. Oh, yeah, you want to bring that up? So, like, we're they, the Cowboys do this thing where they when they break for the compete period, they all do a little, like, superstition. The whole team runs down to the end of the field, around and they, the they make a little lap around the goalpost. Um, and as they're running down there, we had just gotten to camp. We look down there, and we just see Cheeto. Like, it looks like he maybe took, like, a three-step hop and jumps up and touches his forehead to the crossbar on the goalpost. We were just like, did you, you six see foot? that? I don't know what the football nerd guy can let me know, but I don't know how high those crossbars are, but he literally effortlessly just headbutted that. It was literally like, and it wasn't like he had to like run and like slam his head into it. He literally like floated up there and tapped it. Yeah, so, um, which but is, once again, I was saying, I love Cheeto. He, 10 feet. oh, thank you. Our, our producer has uh, informed me that it's it's 10 feet. So yeah, he he can headbutt a 10-foot basketball rim. Yeah. yeah, so Cheeto's got hops. Um, unfortunately, I mean, he, I don't think he had a tough day necessarily, but he didn't have a great day. I mean, he's got Amari duty while Byron's out, and Amari looks great. Amari looks good, so um, that's all I can. And he got beat on a Randall Cobb play. Whoa, do you think this? Is what I want to talk about. I was going to ask. Which is Jordan quickly. Lewis? Do you? No, think... this was Cheeto. I just want to go real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. That little they ran this little eleven on eleven. They ran this little bubble screen to Cobb, and it got blown up immediately by Cheeto. And Cheeto and Cobb, that was like a, a little mini scrum. But that's, not the, real scrum. that's the closest we saw to like a, a fight. Yeah, like, they, they got in each other's face, and they talked long after that play with the little... Now, I mean, it's all respect. Just two dudes Let me ask you It this. wasn't like theirs. We, we but just, it was cool, man. They they buttoned heads a little bit. Absolutely. And we, we touched a second ago on, um, you know, Gallup seems like he's really coming along, route running wise, sure, et sure. Do you think that the... You think that's the influence of Amari? Because I felt like the the skill set that we saw Gallup really take the biggest step forward in was the parts of the game that Amari excels in. He was running those like really impossible to cover dig routes. The the route running was insanely polished. You know, like the it, parts of the game that, that Amari say, it, tends it, to be. Is it Amari? Is it just natural growth? Is it Sanjay Law, the wide receiver coach? Sure. Um, is it Kellen Moore? You know, I can't I can't speak to to what it is. He he definitely looked. He definitely looked better today. Um, 
or better than he did last season. I mean, he looked nice on the yeah. field. That's that's all I can really answer to that. That that leads us into uh, who do you who do we project to be wide receiver four, five, and six? I don't think they take six, so I'm gonna stop there. Four, I think right now from what I see. So let's let's say we know the first three are locked. We know it's yeah, Amari, 100%. Gallup, Cobb. I would say four right now is Tavon, mm-hmm. and five from what I see is Cedric Wilson. I agree with that. Uh, I like I said, Jamea Johnson had a nice day. He might be six. I didn't see any Lance Lenore, do, and I think he's, he's he's injured right now. Okay, well, he's been a camp pet for two, three years. I think he's. Do you think Jamea Johnson or Jalen Guyton has a chance to unseat Cedric Wilson, or is the fact yeah, that Cedric yeah. Wilson is a draft pick? No, because he wasn't that high. What we use a fifth on him? Fourth. Oh, he's a fourth. Uh, fourth get a little bit more love. Um. He's probably the front runner, and yeah, because you are the draft pick, you're gonna have to really prove you deserve it. Um, but as Tony Romo once said, football's a meritocracy. So if you outplay him, he's gonna get the sure. job. So I, I wouldn't say it's locked in stone. It's not yeah. like they're out there forcing the ball to Cedric Wilson. I True. Mean, yeah, um, I agree with you. I don't think we're taking six because um, we're taking three tight ends. Taking three tight ends, we have too taking many like eight D linemen. You, you also Maybe have like the D-line issue man. that like Pollard is a little bit of a receiver. Seven, a lot of receiver receptions are going to go to Zeke. Like, this isn't going to be enough balls to go well, around for you're six taking, wide receivers. You're taking, you can only take two QBs. They're not taking three, so that's something we should. In crush right now is number two, but you're taking probably seven. No, not seven. Probably taking eight linemen. Yep. In. A lot of D linemen. You're probably taking nine D linemen in. You're probably taking five. I think they'll go to five corners this year. Last year they had four. I think they go to five. Five five corners, five receivers. I think that's the combination. And then four, three tight ends. I don't think they go four tight ends. So I think you get five receivers. And I think right now, um, yeah, like I said, I think Tavon looks like he's getting a little more rep. But we'll see. Cedric Wilson could easily be four. I don't, to me, I don't really think wide receiver four matters all that much, but we'll see. We'll see if someone emerges. That'd be fun. Agree. Um, Byron, the real deal. We don't know. He doesn't play right now. Yeah, he's out. Uh, starting right defensive end. We don't know because Quinn was out. Quinn's out. Gregory's out. out. Yeah. Tank's out. Um, and then Taco ha- didn't do much. Starting safeties. As far as we know, it's still Heath and Heath and Xavier. X right now. Yeah. Um, Kalen Frazier had a nice day, but I think it's. I think it's a committee of the three of them with Keith and X starting, and then Kayvon Frazier sprinkled in. Agree. And the last one is, how is Pollard being used? Um, sparingly. <laughs> we yeah, didn't today. see him get a ton of reps. You know, for all the hype that came in with him, and he was on and our he, list. He is, I mean, when you see him touch the ball, he is impressive. He's quick. He changes direction easily. He's used as, they're trying to use him in that, like, Alvin Kamara, like, Kind of give him the ball in space, like toss plays. Without Zeke, um, I would like to see more of him. Yeah, hopefully that's tomorrow. But definitely. So we'll keep an eye on all those things. But those are the Reddit questions for now. Um, we do have practice again tomorrow at three thirty. We'll be back out there. Um, what are we gonna do to kill some time, baby? We're going to the beach. We're gonna going go to the some, beach. There's a place I wanted to look up what the best breakfast in Oxnard is. Yeah, hit there's us a up place. If you know. There's a place called the Best Breakfast. So. Well, okay. Pirate. That's got to be it. The well, pirate. we also found this. Scott Linehan. We've, we've created <laughs> an entire. Y- okay, I'm sure other people do this. You've created an entire, like, backstory for these, like, <laughs> small town bars. There's a bar <laughs> called Pirates, and we've decided. It's right down the street from the Cowboys training camp. We decided Pirates that. Sports bar. That's where Jason Garrett discovered Scott Linehan. And we also it? have the secret thing that Jason Garrett is 
out to the media and the fans he's a robot, but behind bars he's just a slosh drunk. Slosh drunk. Shit talking. So we're gonna we're gonna investigate that to see if it's true. <laughs> we'll we're, go we're to pretty, Pirates. We're pretty see. sure that uh Scott Linehan's a bar back at Pirates. So we'll we'll report back on that. Um <laughs> we have been posting um some of the medium quality <laughs> videos that we've taken onto our Instagram, which is Boys Will Be Boys DC. We've uh we're gonna add some commentary on our Twitter as well. Uh, and tomorrow we will have Ryan out there with his uh professional video and mm-hmm. picture equipment. Um, we look forward to that. Ryan is a legitimate professional photographer and a genius. I also realize so. my battery dies about forty-five minutes into me trying to film everything. Yeah, no so, kidding. Like I, I think we'll leave that to to Shady, and I'll just steal other people's better footage that are right next to us. But so that that should be really cool. We will be out there. We will be posting more content from camp. Um, we'll have another episode like this tomorrow night, going through what we saw. Um, and as always, guys, give feel free to give us a shout. If there's something you want to see, if you have any questions about what's going on, you know, hey, what, how does this person look? Hey, is this person playing? It, hearing anything about this injury? Um, hit us on Twitter. Hit us in the DMs on Instagram. Um, we're more than happy to to keep an extra eye out for anything you guys are interested in seeing. Um, we're going to try to post this episode as well as links to all our stuff on Reddit and on a couple other places so that we can try to get the word out to a couple more people because I know it's it's cool to have someone you can just ask a question to who's at camp and isn't an actual media member who's busy doing their job. Yeah, and so. just other... We're just fans reporting to the fans, man. Fanalists, man. Fanalists. So, Ben, uh, that's kind of all we have on the agenda. Anything else you want to say before we get out of here till tomorrow night? I'm going to take Goat's normal row and say like, subscribe, follow. There you go. And shout out to our new followers. Like I said, we do have an IG now. Uh, Goat's running that with some help from Shady McCoy with some badass footage today, I must say. Absolutely. Um, That is Boys Will Be Boys DC on Insta. I'm thinking of changing the Twitter name to that, so hold on just for continuity. But right now it's at... I shouldn't have made a Twitter handle with so many underscores. It's really really made that difficult. Yeah, blame Goat. Blame blame Goat That's on me. That's Um, a Goat. I'm a social media idiot. But, uh, yeah, you can just search Boys Will Be Boys and hopefully our cool little logo pops up. But right now it's... At B underscore W underscore B underscore B. Oh, that sounds terrible. I'm sorry. Uh, every time we say it, I, I might just change it to Boys Will Be Boys DC. So look for both. Yeah, just search it. You'll be fine. <laughs> You'll be fine. Um, We're around. All right, guys. That is all for tonight. Um, we will be back tomorrow, same time, same place, uh, with more reports from camp. Signing off from Oxnard, California. This is Andy Catelli. Benjamin Walker. This has been Boys Will Be Boys. Take it easy. Peace.